You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Father, we give you praise this morning. We thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. Father, we thank you that we have come together to worship you, to do that which you have created us for, just to worship you, to be in your presence. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, that even when we gather together, you are present with us. We just give you praise. We just give you honor this morning. We love you, God, because you have revealed yourself in many different forms. Father, the knowledge that we have of you makes us want to worship you. That which we have known about you makes us want to worship you, to bless your name. Because the truth about you, Father, is that which liberates us. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. This morning, Father, we bless your name. We honor you and say, Jesus' name, we are privileged. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. I am really honored today to bring the word. I am really honored to bring the word early in the morning. Pastor Eric is not going to be with us, but um, he knows we are here. Amen. When I was asked to take the service, I was really excited about today because um, we have learned a lot of things from this pulpit. And I thought I would have time to unpack some of the things which I've learned. Um, We've been learning about God the Father. Different names. I don't know where Pastor Eric gets these names from. Those Hebrew names. um, I don't know where he gets them from. I don't have new ones. I've got the same ones which he has given to us. And one thing which I just wanted to unpack a little bit is what he has um, taught when he was teaching about Jehovah Jireh compared to El Shaddai. This, um, for me, this is a very exciting topic when I think about what God has done for us, what destiny lies for ahead for, for all us as believers. Um, it excites me because the scriptures tell us that I has not seen has not had, neither is it entered the heart, what God has prepared. And what it says, there are things which God has prepared for us. There are things which has, God has prepared for us. And but there is a way in which we can access these things. 
there's a way in which we can access the things which God has prepared for us. Um, one way of doing that is by knowing the Father. When we know God, when he has revealed something to us, that gives you an advantage. When, you, when something has been revealed to you, it gives you an advantage to walk in it. That's your permission, to walk in it. Because, you see, we cannot know God unless he reveals himself to us. Amen? So, the truth which he has revealed to us is our permission to walk in it. And when he told us about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Um, and he was talking about Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac. And God provided the ram. What he highlighted to us was that he, he says, the Jehovah made provision for that particular need. Before the need was there, the Lord made provisions for it. So the same thing happens in our lives where he makes provisions before the need. And sometimes we don't get to know that the provision is already there. So we know this by faith. We know this by faith that he has made provision. So, Pastor Eric was just put juxtaposing Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides when there is a need. And then he, he juxtaposed it with Jehovah El Shaddai. The Jehovah Almighty, the all-sufficient one. And what was exciting to me about this was this. It's not different. It's not different gods. It's just God showing himself in, in a different form. The, one, the El Shaddai is the God who is all-sufficient one. And he was saying, we shouldn't always stay with just knowing Jehovah Jireh, the one who comes when you are in trouble, the one who comes when you are in need. He says you should move on to know Jehovah El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the one who multiplies, the, the one of the land of milk and honey. You know, the one who is all-sufficient one. He says a lot of us know Jehovah Jireh, the one who does miraculous acts. And if you only stay there, you will be praying prayers of emergency prayers all the time. You will be putting out fires all the time. 911 all the time is God come through for me now. That's, and He will come through. But you can move on to know the Lord. El Shaddai, the one who provides, who multiplies, who is the all-sufficient one, who has got no limits. 
the one who um, so what am I encouraging us to do? We are encouraging to move and get to know this type of God. This form, this um, revelation of God of the all sufficient one. This wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't supposed to happen. Um, if I were to say something about today's meeting, I would say the, what you know about God gives you advantages. What you know about God gives you advantages. Um, and the scripture which um, encapsulates this is Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. As his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by, his glo by glory and virtue and the four by which we have been by which have been given to us exceedingly great precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. What's from verse 3, it says, um, just go back up to verse 3. It says, as his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. What I wanted to underline here is the knowledge of him. And once you have got the knowledge of him, who has called us, he says he has given us all things. Now you will not be able to access all things without the knowledge of him. You need to know him. And um, what is interesting about this, he says he has already done that. He has given to us all things. This is in past tense. God has made provisions for this and it's available for us. It has been given. But if you don't know the Lord, you will not be able to access this. And the other thing, in verse 4, And it says, by which has been given to us exceedingly great precious promises. So, the things which God has given to us are in, are in the form of promises. They are in the form of promises. Um, in the Old Testament, we see Joshua leading his people, or the, people, the Israelites, to the promised land. This was a geographical place. 
a geographical place leading Israelites to the promised land. In the New Testament, we see Jesus leading his disciples, leading the church to the land of promises. In the Old Testament, it was a geographical place which they were talking about, which God was talking about. But in the New Testament, it's not a geographical place. It is the land of promises. You access things because of the promises which you have managed to see. The promises which have been given to you, you can access anything. It's not a geographical thing. What is it that has been revealed to you? So Jesus is leading us in this land of promises. We're not going to Canaan. We're not going to, 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 to Israel. But Jesus is leading us into the land of promises. And hence here we say, it says exceedingly great and precious promises. And in verse 3 says, this has been given. This has been, God has made provisions for this. Now it is up to you as an individual so the key in claiming these promises is, is, in, is encapsulated in I, I, I talked about Joshua I think the key in claiming or getting through these promises is one which we find in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 and I say I think this is one key which can allow us access into many of these exceedingly great and precious promises. To Joshua, he was supposed to lead the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. The promised land. It was a geographical place which he was supposed to go to. And it was not an easy task. He had seen Moses how God was with Moses. He says, how am I going to do this? And this is what God said to Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. I can imagine when this was said to Joshua, this book of the law, this is where your success is. This is where your prosperity is. As you lead these people to into Canaan, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do. So for me, the operative things about this scripture, if I were to underline anything on this, it was mouth, says meditate and do those are the things which I would underline in this so as a way of accessing the promised land Joshua had books which 
Moses had written. Five books. Five books which had written, which were available to him. This book of the law. So he had to go into these books, dig into these books, and that was the revelation which was available to him that time. The five books. And what was he supposed to do? He was supposed to meditate. What does he say to me? It says, think about the law of God. Think about the word of God. And the next thing was, the mouth was speak about it. And the last thing was do. I think this is the prototype of how to access the claims. How to claim, how to access the promises of God. Think about what God has promised. About these exceedingly great promises. Think about them. And then let them not depart from your mouth. This means speaking. You have to talk about it. You have to talk about the promises. And then the operative word which I like is do according to what is written in it. So, so Moses, um, Joshua was then told that in this, this is where your prosperity lies. This is where how to make good success for yourself. So he had to, if I was Joshua, I would then hold on to this. There's five books. Now, you and me have got a wider revelation. This wider revelation is include 36, I mean 66 books. 66 books revealing more and more about God. The 66 books which we have at our disposal reveal different aspects of God. And we are at a much better advantage than Joshua. He had five books. We have 66 which we can, we can go through and see different aspects of God, different promises from him. Um, and therein lies your success Therein lies your, your, your prosperity. In dealing with people, there is no one who goes out or who prefers failure. Nobody. All of us, every human being, prefers success and prosperity. It doesn't matter from where. Failure is not what we are programmed to do. So if this is what you want, then the prototype has been given. Joshua was given this. Let this book not depart from you. And from your mouth, it mustn't depart and meditate. It talks about thinking. It talks about thinking. It talks about then doing. Now we see the same kind of format in the New Testament. Um, see, many times when you, when you see Joshua, when you think about Joshua, you, you think of 
warriors, militants going to get the, uh, the, the land, isn't it? We, we, we get to see jo- when you think of Joshua, it's just military, war strategies and fighting, getting. But um, one thing which um, I found was that even these militants, these soldiers did not get the promised land in one swoop. They didn't get it in one, one big swoop and it was theirs. I found a very interesting scripture in Judges chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Judges chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Um, and this is Joshua who knows the Lord, who's been given clear promises that your success in this you are going to be successful. And you would think that when he goes to the promised land, they will just wipe away the whole place and take it in one, one sitting. The scriptures tell us that they didn't take it, they didn't take it all at once. They, Joshua took the land piece by piece, step by step, and it was not all at once. And I was amazed that this was God's design, God's plan. He says in Judges chapter 3 verse 1, Now these are the nations which the Lord left, that he might test Israel by them. That is, all who had not known any of the wars in Canaan. Two, this, was on, this was only so that the generations of the children of Israel might be taught to know war. At least those who had not formally known it. What I understood is that God did not allow Joshua to just clear the whole place one time. And he says in, in verse 1, he says, oh, they left some other kings which were not wiped away. But this was to teach them, the generation of children of Israel, war. And that nobody must not have war experience. Nobody. So, nobody must not walk in this world without war experience. And he says, these are the nations which the Lord left. He left them there. That he might test this is to, to give them experience. Those who had not known war in Canaan had some work to do. There was an opportunity for them to fight. He didn't clear away everything one time. And I was saying, God does not want any one of his children not to experience wars. And what is this war which I'm talking about? This is when you contend for the promises. You have to contend for the promises. Um, and fight for the promises. And you know many times I wish sometimes I'll get so blessed that I don't need the Lord that I don't, you know, you get everything and that you don't, you can just 
pray a, a lukewarm prayer. You ah, thank you, Lord. And you walk around and but when the children of Israel were going into the promised land, there were some kings which they didn't destroy at one time. This was to train the other generations which were coming to say, you still have to fight. You know, sometimes I talk to my children, I, I say to them, you know, you must pick your battles and you must um, be able to fight. But in real terms, in reality, sometimes these battles pick on you. And you must be able to learn to fight for yourself as a Christian. How do you fight? You fight using the promises. And um, we, so there is wars to fight to get the promises which God has given to us. Um, So it's a it's a pity. In this school of life, every one of us is going to have some wars to fight. And it is the the God you know that gives you advantages on how to fight. It gives you the advantage of on how to do battle. Um so I was going through how does God make provisions for us? And I was looking at Jehovah Jireh, how you provided for Abraham. Um, and how does God make provisions for his people using these promises? Um, you know, there's a scripture in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give. And it shall be given to you. You know, we, we sing about it. And, and I said, this is one way in which God provides. God provides through the hands of other people giving to us. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, Give and it will be given to you good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over these other people will give to us because this is how God gives to us. People make provision. People make provisions for, for you. And it is still God making, giving to us. This is one way. Give and um, it will be given to you. And one thing that I was think, thinking about, about when I came to South Africa the first time, I experienced God's giving um, where people just gave to me. Um, and it was such an amazing um, provision. Um, you know, I when I came, I didn't have any anything on me. I got to Durban, and my neighbor, my neighbor had a car, but did not have a license. 
a car license. He didn't have a driver's license. And for some reason, he says to me, you know what? He has a car key. You can use this car. Um, so I was saying, I never had the experience of going into taxis and things like that because I... So he just said to me, here's a car. You drive this car. And um, he was not a Christian. This guy was not Christian. And I got given a car which says, stay with it. If I need it, I'll come to you and ask for it. And um, and I was saying, this is amazing because um, I was going to go use taxis. I was going to use this. But God provides for his people using other people. Using other people. Um, how else does God provide for us? There is... Um, God can provide for you using your own hands. Using your own hands. God is capable of, you, of, of doing wonderful miracles. But um, the children of Israel um, were, were so privileged in, in Egypt because there was a pharaoh who knew Joseph. And his family was given preferential treatment. Until when? Until there was a, a pharaoh who didn't know Joseph. And things turned. And now they had to depend on God for provision. I was thinking about when they were in the wilderness. The manna. Which was... Um, and I said, God provided for them... Uh, manna in the wilderness and this provision was just enough for them but it was a miraculous provision from God miraculous provision and it was not the same for every family I noticed when I was reading the scriptures it was not the same each family needed if you had two members in your family you would get enough for those two members if you had six you would get enough for six and I was saying, God gives to each one of us according to, according to our need and according to the assignment which is upon our lives. If you have an assignment which requires this amount of money, God will make provisions for that. If your assignment is just for a small little thing, then you have that. It will be enough. But God does not provide for us equally. You know, he doesn't. He will give to us according to the assignment upon our lives. And um, I was saying, in the wilderness, they were getting portions. No one went hungry. But if you had a big family, you would get enough for that big family. So if you got an assignment on your life, God will make sure that you have enough for that assignment which you have. God can provide miraculously for the other assignment. Um, so, as you are obedient in doing God's work, you are obedient in doing what he has called you to do, make sure that, I mean, be so certain, have the faith that God will make provision for that assignment. 
I, I just mentioned that he will provide by your hands. I was um, intrigued by uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 4. There is still a miracle which, which is here, but I was intrigued that he still needed the hands of these people. Um, so, the, the background, Jesus is talking to the disciples, he is talking to a crowd of people by the seashore. He's talking to the crowd of people by the seashore. And then he, the crowd is a lot. He then said, can I use the one of your bots? He says, and used Peter's bots. He launched out a little bit and he was preaching or teaching God's word from the bot. Um, it says here, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And now, If you go the next step, next verse. When he done this, um, no, verse five. But Simon answered and said to him, "Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word." I will let down the net. What um, I wanted to highlight from this is that Paul, I mean, Simon, he says, we are told all night and we caught nothing. Jesus was about to do a miracle here. He could have just done it, but he needed the human factor here. He needed the human factor here. And he says to him, he needed his equipment, he needed the boats, and he says to him, launched out. So what um, this highlighted to me was that There was a great provision here. There was a great, great um, provision for Simon. But it also needed his effort. It needed Simon Peter to do something. It needed Simon Peter to have something to work with. Um, But the equipment, the human resources was not the main thing. The main thing, it was Jesus. Because these people, he says, we worked all night. They were fishermen. They were experts at what they were doing. And they were not lazy. They worked hard. But they just didn't have, it was not a good day at the office. It was not a good day at the office. Um, They worked in the night. They were skillful. They had the equipment. They had everything. And but they still didn't have good success. It was when Jesus showed up and said, can you launch out a little bit? 
what am I saying? I'm saying God can make provisions for us as Jehovah El Shaddai through our own hands, our own things which we, but it has to be with the Lord in it. It has to be with the Lord with you in whatever you do. What you are doing, continue doing it. With the Lord, it becomes extraordinary. This is El Shaddai we're talking about. It was not because of their expertise. They were good experts, but they didn't catch anything. But when the Lord showed up, when the Lord said, go ahead now, now, now do this, launch out for a catch, it was so much. I like at the end of this story, can you go to, um, I think, um, at the end of the story, it says, um, they called for their compatriots, co-workers with them, their friends, partners, and say, come, there's a catch here. And when they got to the, they took the fish, the catch to the shore, Simon Peter, he says, they left the loot. They left it. Um, verse 8, go to verse 8, let's see. So when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. This is surprising for, for them. How could we catch so much? Uh, when we had toiled all night, we couldn't catch it. We couldn't catch nothing. Um, next verse. I wanted to get to the end of this next verse. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. And now these are now when they've got this catch, they've been so blessed. They left it. They got so blessed so much that they left it and followed Jesus. And what I like about this, I was saying, I think they knew where their bread was buttered. He says, this guy can give us more and more of this. He, could, he can give us more and more of this. But what they did, they realized that he was God. He says, nobody could have done this. Our expertise did not produce this. So they realized that this was God. It got revealed to him, to say to them, that this, what we're dealing with is not ordinary. This is God we're dealing with. And when you get to know this, you are not going to hold on to what he has provided. You hold on to the provider. You do not hold on to the provision. Because if you hold on to the provision, this is all you got. But if you got, if you, if you get yourself stuck with the provider, you know there's more of these coming. You know there's more of these coming. Um, so, God can provide for us. 
using our own hands, but him riding on our hands. Him riding on our hands. Um, and But when we have got God's provision in our lives, We must not be, you know, sometimes when we're dealing on our day-to-day, we find that sometimes we've got challenges, things that come. I say to you, sometimes the, be- the battle pick on you. The battles pick on you. And you've got challenges which you think they are bigger than you in the area of provision. Lots of people pray about provision. But which God what has been revealed to you? What revelation do you have of God? Um, that revelation um, will help you to deal with the challenges which are thrown into your face in your life. All of us will have these challenges. All of us will have these challenges. Nobody's cushioned. Nobody's cushioned from these challenges. But what is important, when I say these challenges, some of them are actually satanic attacks against your mission, your assignment, your assignment to do God's work, your assignment to do God's work, you can get challenged. You get an attack. Um, The enemy is trying to stifle you from doing that assignment. What you need to know is that you have the provision guaranteed because with great precious promises which God has given to us, which we can access by thinking about God's word, by speaking God's word, and by doing something. So whenever I've got these challenges in my life, I say I have enough provision. God has made enough provisions for me to meet whatever need. And I say, when Satan, thro- when, when Satan throws something at you, it is because he knows how strategic you are and he knows your assignment and he's trying to stifle that. But what we need to know is that we are also very valuable to God and God has made these provisions for us. Great, exceeding great promises. Um, so I'm just encouraging you to say in your assignment you may come across challenges you may come across even satanic attacks against what against your provisions against your resources against the things in which you need to do God's work I want you to know that you are valuable to God and because you are that valuable he will never let you down he is is made provisions before the need was there is in Jehovah Jireh and he is made provisions for you as El Shaddai for all your future needs and um, we can have this faith as he says God will make provisions 
seed to the sower, bread to the eater. And so we have all resources available to us. Amen. Amen. I, with these words, I want to encourage you to know that God is our provider. He is the Lord who has revealed himself in provision, in providing for our day-to-day needs. Even the emergency ones, but we need to move. We need to move to the El Shaddai, the God who makes provisions all the time before we need it. In the land of promises. The land of promises. So let us find those promises. Amen. Um, so let us um, get to know God. Let us get to know the Father with and the truth that has been revealed to us is our advantage in dealing in dealing with the issues that come against us. Father, we thank you for our time this morning. Thank you, Father, for your word and the word which you have revealed to us. We thank you, Father, for the truth of your word. Father, the truth of your word gives light to our understanding. We thank you for that which you have revealed to us individually, about yourself, about your working amongst us. We give you glory, we give you honor. We say, Father, that truth sets us free. That truth sets us free. It gives us advantages in dealing with our day-to-day activities. The truth of your word, the truth of um, your, the revelation that you are our provider. Father, we thank you for your El Shaddai, the one who makes provisions for us even before the need is, is around, even before the need is here. We thank you that you make all these provisions even without us knowing and seeing. But what we know, the faith that we have is that you will be above us. You will be there for us. You will make provisions for us. And we thank you for the all-sufficient one in our lives. We walk in this in our day-to-day life. We walk in your provisions. We walk in your provision on a daily basis. Father, today we thank you. We thank you for that which you have done already. That which you have done in our lives, Father, we are grateful for it. That which you are going to do in the future, we are grateful and we thank you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we trust you. Amen. 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 Shall we give our offering as um, people who know God's provisions? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you. Thank you.
This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.